0: Welcome, welcome, welcome to Planning Face Syndicate. Yes, folks, we are back after a one-week hiatus. Uh, we took a little bit of a break just because it was a holiday and we couldn't get everybody's schedules to align together. Tonight, we are going to be doing episode 58, Planning Face Syndicate Showdown, along with XTC recap and a recap of Tanner's weekend because I played in like a little local tournament as well. Um, and to kind of go through that. Tonight, we are proud to present our inaugural showdown that we had last week and aired right on our beloved GSP. And uh, Dion flew down, JJ winded and dined him, hopefully, and we um, had a great turnout uh, at the local F- FLGS store. Unfortunately, Crispy wasn't able to make it to actually take the reigning title, so there's that. But it opened up the door for our first actual planning phase syndicate champion without further ado let me bring in everybody into the room welcome jj welcome crispy and welcome george how are you all doing tonight doing all right i'm doing great thanks for having me yeah no problem very excited to have everybody on board this week we are going to have a great show coming up here for you all tonight um, first off, let's go through real quick and kind of just give go. Ahead, everybody just give a rundown of who they are. Cause we have two new people joining. Crispy's kind of a regular, but not really. And we, we were off for a couple weeks. So, you know,
1: yeah. Go ahead, so, guys. Go ahead, Crispy.
2: <laughs> yeah. Um, so hi, I'm Chris Patrick. A lot of people know me as Crispy. I've been doing a lot of online events recently. Um, I'm generally a local of Orlando, Uh, I go to UCF, so that's my college store. Uh, I play with JJ a lot down there. I'm very sad that he's going to be leaving me here soon to uh, wherever he's off to. North Carolina, right? Yeah. Yeah, fun stuff. Um, But in the meantime, I've just been doing my business in first order in a couple online events, and I'm sure you've heard my name by now.
0: All right. And also joining us tonight is George and I'm gonna probably butcher his name, Barry Berriolis. Barrios, Barrios. Barrios, yeah. Barrios Jesus. Um, our first planning face syndicate showdown champion. How are you tonight, sir?
3: Doing great. Feeling feeling better than ever, really. Thank you for having me again. Um I'm from the Orlando area in Florida, Florida, and yeah, just I, stick, I don't do any online any online stuff or any games myself online. Uh, I just stick to the local area and try to lead um, the, the local friendly game store there, basically.
0: Well, awesome. Well, it's good to have you. JJ, welcome back. So I want to go through, a, I got a fun little event that we're going to do before we get into anything else tonight. But I want to go through just kind of quick heads-up announcements um, just for some upcoming tournaments. So next weekend, if you have not signed up, GSP is holding Malachor Galactic Championship online on the 16th. Um, that is a Western European time zone. Um, so I think for me and JJ, it's like 4 or 5 a.m., something crazy like that. But um, if you have not signed up for that, that looks to be like a good event. And if you are looking for your to pick up your galactic invite, that is the time. Um, the next one is on the 23rd in Texas is the Lone Star Open. I see there's 39 people that have already registered. If you are in the Texas area or would like to travel to the Texas area, the Lone Star Open is going to be having a um, tournament down there as well. Gen Con will be two weeks after that, um, August 4th through the 6th. I will be going. I've officially gotten my ticket. I am playing Friday. So, if Crispy, if you go, you cannot play on Friday. Um <laughs> <laughs> But uh or you can't play your list. One of the two. I don't know. Um, but, but either which way, I am. We, me, and a couple of the guy, local guys, are playing on Friday. I couldn't get in on Thursday because my wife's birthday is Wednesday, and I don't feel like getting up in Michigan at 4 a.m. to drive five hours to them playing a tournament. Doesn't sound like much fun to me. But uh, we will yeah. be down there. Um, if if you want to stop by and say hi, you're welcome to tag us right into the Discord. Um, I know we have some plans tentative with um, Mr. Nickel City who's coming in. I think him and Axel Prime are going to be uh, rooming together because Greg and I was talking a little bit about that last week as well. And then we have a new announcement. If you are in the Ohio area, this is a December 10th. It's prob- This is 90% solidified. There is a Outrider team tournament that will be done similar to how XTC was done um, with probably a little bit smaller of a group of either four to five people per team as well. um but that that will be going on in I think North Olmstead and I will be attending that as well um unless we don't unless we get a bunch of people from my local and we don't have enough to make two teams then um, I have volunteered to just go and maybe stream it but yeah. um we'll That'd see be awesome all about that. so all right. Well, we all know what a couple of you did this weekend, so let's get into it. Before we talk about the planning phase syndicate showdown, right? Because I'm very excited to talk about that tonight, um, especially because our champion won with the best faction ever, it seems. <laughs> and finally, finally, Separatists are getting their day in the sun. Thank God. Um but before we go into that. So and it, uh, this is a semi spoiler alert in case you weren't watching anything Obi-Wan or, or or the show. What I wanted to do is kind of do a little small segment where we talk about combo abilities, right? Because think about it this way, when we we have Anakin and Obi-Wan combo abilities already, they exist. But what if there was Obi-Wan and Vader combo abilities? Whether they're positive, negative, doesn't matter. So you so I'll go, I'll go ahead and go first. But what I want you you all to do, and I'm gonna go we are gonna go around the room, is I want you to come up with kind of a idea of what a com a great combo would be that way, because again, we we live in scenario world, right? Maybe, maybe AMG somehow listens to our show and we get um they decided to make a small scenario pack where you have to face these two off, right? So I'll yeah. go first the interactive combo between Vader and we're going to say X1 Vader because I'm going to leave the defender Vader out because I think that complicates things way too much. And what it is going to be is we're going to have a reactive combo, right? So when Vader uses his force to take a um, second action, right? Obi-Wan has the ability to spend a force to copy that action on his bar as well. And they what they will do is filter into the queue simultaneously. So, for example, Vader does his his move Obi-Wan hasn't done a barrel roll, Vader does a barrel roll. Obi-Wan has the ability then to do a barrel. roll. Since he's already done one, he can't do one. So then if Vader, so then what it would happen is Obi-Wan just would not get to take that extra action. But yep. If Vader does, let's just say, a target lock, Obi-Wan, who has not taken a target lock, has the ability to spend a force and take a target lock on whomever.
1: I like that ability. Um, I think that it's something like that could be uh, worked out, especially if they use um, particular subtitles um, for for Obi-Wan to react to Vader on the Empire. Um, So that way, if they ever come out with other iterations of Vader on different ships um, they can use that subtitle to uh, affect that particular Obi-Wan across the board and vice versa um, across the board. I think that's uh, that's pretty cool. <laughs> All
0: right. Who wants to be next? Who wants to be next?
2: Um, I'll take a shot at this. I think, see, my first, my initial guess was, well, my initial thought was kind of going down where your line where it's like after, well, it was more of after, the other ship spends a force, you can do something. Um, Although I'm thinking back, you know, like spoilers, I think we've already mentioned about talking about uh, the show where they're like, you know, putting basically all of their force into one attack and all of the force into the other where one ship can spend a force to prevent the other ship from spending the force and they can both do it at the same time. So, if Vader really wants that extra action, he's going to spend that force, and then Obi-Wan can spend a force of his own to cancel that, unless Vader spends another force of its own. So, it's a drain. Like, you're putting all your force into this. Who wants that action more? Who wants that force more? Um, Yeah, like, like, where it's like, you know, like Obi-Wan wants to spend his force to get his focus back or whatever his ability is. But Vader, if he's got a force left, he can tell you no and if obi-wan's just like all right we'll i'll take it i i don't need to spend extra force on this we're fine here um then they can keep playing so it's more of a resources battle of um you know who really wants that extra ability more and do you have the resources just to push it through your opponent
0: cool i like like it Yeah. yeah who's next
3: I'm bow out of this one. I have, I do not have the
1: capacity. <laughs> what? I, I oh come on. <laughs> so I got one. So this one is kind of stemming out of an old 1.0 card that we used to have called. Uh, a score to settle uh which was a condition card that you assign to another ship um at the start of the game and essentially whenever you uh, attack that ship or that ship attacks you you're able to convert one focus into a hit result um but that only works against that particular ship and that the, the The purpose of that card was to um, just make sure that you and that ship um, just have that benefit of, uh, like, on offense whenever you're facing off each other. So it kind of makes, like, a little bit of a duel inside of the game. Um, So I think that's something that could work similarly in this type of interaction Is just giving that passive mod against that person because they want to defeat that person and overcome them. I think that's a a nice little flavor text for the game. Awesome,
0: Well, anyway, I thought that was a little little kind of icebreaker type thing. I I, yeah. I enjoy it. It seemed it, I like to do those little things, and I think you know. Again, if we could get enough, maybe maybe we should get Greg in on this, right? Get Greg in on this this piece. We could maybe we should get we could get some like cards made, and like we could make our own scenario pack. There you go. Yeah. I didn't wear my hat either. Yeah. I kind of feel left out. <laughs> we have one ugly hat and one cool hat, so.
2: I mean, planning phase, uh, car pack. Yeah. Like, penalty
0: uh, facing the car pack. That's what I say. You know, yeah. it's, that's easy. Ban Greg. It's, oh, no, no. Velvet Booty, you can't ban Greg. You have to, you, if you do exclamation point Greg, though.
1: <laughs> Greg was right. <laughs> he created that extra emote actually recently. Those was freaking hilarious. It was great. Yeah.
0: So, anyway, anyway, so let's, let's talk about the tournament. And, and what I want to do is, 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 I want to focus a little bit uh, on George, kind of a little bit of your background, all of that type of, um, you know, fun stuff, because you were our first-place winner. And it's funny, and, and this is where I'm going to have to ask the question. We have two and O lists that made it, and you didn't make them stay and do a playoff on stream, JJ? What the hell?
1: I was overruled, unfortunately. Um, I, I wanted to push for the fifth round. Unfortunately, there was a lot of people uh, that... Uh, it was already getting late and the store our the, the store closing hours were getting to that point. So, you know, we we unfortunately for time, we had to cut it down by one round. So but that's OK.
0: Yeah. That just means CIS was guaranteed to be on top, baby. So, I
1: mean, that's not to say that I can't maybe arrange for a face off between the top. Rigged.
2: Two,
1: that that could be a, a nice Wednesday night one day maybe you know we could if we could arrange that. Yeah,
0: it could be. <laughs> George is like, no, I'm gonna keep my damn trophy. <laughs> hey, hey.
3: At, at the end of the day, you know, I'm just glad I ended up where I did. Um, <laughs> we did joke about it. About it, I think I don't I don't remember, recall his name, but he was like, hey, let's play it out. Let's play it out. And I'm like, I thought there was only four rounds. I'm good. <laughs> so, <laughs> Uh, it was a long day. Uh, I did wake up early just to get there, and yeah, just yeah. Day.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: I don't know if I'm cut out for this anymore. To be honest. These oh, <laughs>
2: <No. laughs> you've you, you, you retire. On <laughs> yeah. a on a, like like go off on a high note. You're fine. You'll you'll be still. You'll be beloved in Orlando for the rest of time. We will remember your name.
1: I mean as part of Bearded squadron you've represented your your squad very very well taking that trophy for the team I mean hey you played a hell of a game the game that we got you on stream which was game number 2 I believe um you played fantastically and uh you just um you just capitalized on your enemies mistakes and and just took it just shut them down and made sure that you got that win well played man
3: thank you thank you uh yeah it was a it was a it was a great game overall like remember his first name i I remember his his last name underwood super friendly guy Um, yeah i gotta give him credit for keeping his head in the game because like he did make a few mistakes in the beginning that uh i don't want to say cost him but like definitely definitely shifted the game in in my favor um and i think if if it was anybody else uh i don't know how they would have handled it he handled it like a champ
1: absolutely (laughs) Yeah, now, um, during the tournament, when you were playing, um, did you feel there was any particular list that your um, that your particular list had any trouble against, or like did you like find difficulty like adjusting?
3: Um, I'm not gonna lie. I, I mean, I'm pretty new at playing that list in particular, so I was a little bit worried about all everybody that I played up up against. Um, that was actually one of the ones that I was worried about because he just had the numbers over me um what mattered the most throughout the day though i think was the objective and how they were played because a lot of my games came down to like they were really close games and they were very back and forth so it really just it came down to those objectives at the end of the day for the rest of my games
1: yeah nice uh let's uh, uh do you have a copy of this list so that way we can take a look at it
0: yeah i do yep let me transition to that. Alright. So there is a picture of him. And we'll do it we'll do his list just a second. There's a picture of him holding the trophy. We're gonna get it framed. I think JJ can get oh, it yeah. framed.
1: Quick, uh, quick shout out to uh, to Andrew Lippens, also known as Yellow Jacket Pim. Um, he did phenomenal work. Uh, I can mission this particular trophy to be done. I actually was like concerned for a bit that this wasn't going to come out on time, um, but that uh, he got to be like like the night before and send me these pictures of the trophy um beautiful beautiful art on that yv666 even getting our logo on top of it Think big big shout out to uh to Pim for that um he does have an etsy store he does do uh paints for like all, all these miniatures so um if you haven't checked out his store uh big shout out to him uh, yeah there we go that's it <laughs> uh that is such an awesome ship and uh, th- big thanks to uh to andrew for making that uh that that commission work for us it was fantastic
0: yeah. I do really like it. There's another different kind of angle with JJ not wearing his shitty hat. Um
1: <laughs> with all the candy. I
0: don't know how you guys didn't eat all that candy that was just sitting behind you.
1: Uh because it was not free. Um, <laughs> so, you're not you're not broke. I, oh,
2: come on. Just just like uh oh, stretch. Oh, there you go. That's yeah, it. Yeah, come on. Go. Come on. They they know you. They're fine. <laughs> the, the store's doing all right. They're doing great.
0: Yep, and this is actually the list I thought you would have struggled the most with when it, 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 the one they actually streamed against Dennis <laughs> Underwood, which is probably I think the one you were talking about. Yeah, this this one I would have. Yeah, again, there's no Vader in this list, but this one just felt like when I was going through your history, like holy crap, this would be these are like tie, Well, I play seps all the time, and tie fighters are the antithesis of separatist ships. That, that's what I feel. They almost I I never win to them so
1: so can you break down your uh your list for us george
3: uh yeah let me let me let me get it out here
1: (laughs) no worries
3: (laughs) it's not i mean it isn't anything new i think this this list was actually played in um what was it um if i remember correctly it was the world open qualifier at the uk games expo is what it was called okay um it was a list used by uh, an Edward Moreland. So it's just a list that I kind of picked out, out of there. Um, I didn't actually watch that. I don't know if they streamed it or whatever, but I usually just pay attention to sports It was a list that kind of grabbed my eye. And at the time, um, nobody here locally plays any Separatists. So that was another enticing thing about it. It was like, well, nobody here plays it. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and grab it and see what I can do with it. Um, and I've been just practicing the last couple of, of league nights, um, at the local gaming store and been liking it so far. All it is, is, uh, it's, it's Django Fett, um, Grievous, um, a bomber drone, a drone, and then DFS, uh, 081 and then Separatist Jones. So they're the two little drones are set up with discord missiles and independent calculations. And I think those pieces were so valuable uh to this list throughout the whole entire day just throwing out those discord missiles and setting up just e- everything else for me um the bomber um said he was set up with proximity mines delayed fuses uh landing struts of course uh jango fett with lone wolf savage oppressed thermal detonators uh false transformer codes um delayed fuses the title slave one and then veteran tail gunner and then Grievous with the sick outmaneuver and impervious planing Soulless one. Um, Yeah. Uh, General Grievous is a, is really tough. (laughs) 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 So yeah, absolutely.
0: I have a, I had two questions for you about your list. So the first, the first question I have um, has to go with the, the bomber, right? Did you, you ever get a proxy mine out the front, ever?
3: Yeah, in a couple of games, yeah, they were they were out the front.
0: Okay, because th- that's always I've always had a conflict of interest, right? Like I love those bombers, and when you could run the cluster mines and um, counter nets on them, they mm-hmm. were they were really good. Like it was sad because you couldn't pair a lot of stuff with it, but I was running three of those things together. Um, but what I found with the you know like with these right and that's why i asked the question if you got it out the front is a lot of people will use it and just try to cannon fodder that thing off the board because nobody wants to take a proxy mine (laughs) when they have to confront you range one or whatever um so were you just sitting on a rock most of the time with those or do you use them as you kind of fly around the edges and kind of bring them in on the side and kind of flank them so if everybody goes into them the rest of your ships can shoot them and kill them and if nobody goes into them, then you're dropping a proxy mine range one at the start of the turn.
3: Uh, so general setup is I, I set up, uh, and again, I didn't watch the Expo, the Great Britain, um, so I didn't know how he played it at all. And so I kind of had to learn this on my own and through practice. So, But the general setup with Django that I have and Grievous are on opposite ends. And then I have the two little droids, uh, drones in the center with the bomber in the center as well. So that they fly up the middle usually and depending on you know where my opponent is going um i try to keep the bomber back and let him come enter be the last person in the battle um so that by the time he gets in the to the fight you know usually um my opponent's already shooting at different ships and doesn't just blow that thing out of the water so that's my my, general my approach so I, i wait a couple of rounds before he actually gets in there and starts landing those mines
0: cool the other question i had about your Django, right so obviously because because you have lone wolf you can't have count dooku on there he, he count dooku will not fit i mean i guess it could fit if you dropped a bunch of stuff but dooku doesn't fit as easy as he used to anymore so yeah. the question is have you found having Sav- savage Press and lone wolf did lone wolf trigger you know like most rounds With Django, or does it is it there for the one or two times that you have him by himself
3: it's there generally but for the one or two times um because he is kind of in the mix of it all um generally but it's one of those things you kind of uh you are glad you have it when you do have it
1: (laughs) yeah absolutely passive bonds is always great um on the fire spray yeah
3: yeah
0: well, and I think it goes to show, you know, when you look at Charles's list, right? He didn't have the Lone Wolf. He uses Maul, right? He doesn't put Lone Wolf on there, and in a couple of occasions, Lone Wolf would have benefited that list that he ran. Yeah. Um, you know, but again, hindsight's twenty twenty, right? Like Lone Wolf also, especially when you have too many ships, does not trigger. It just does not all the time. So. Well, cool. That's a that that is a very um, awesome list. Did you did anybody else have any questions for George?
1: Yeah. So um, in your list, uh, typically, um, at least from what I saw on your stream game, it does seem like you set up uh, Grievous and Django on the other on opposite ends of each other. Are they meant to be like the the ship killers in your list while the rest of the droids are meant to be like your your objective grabbers in that list?
3: in ideal scenarios is yes how that's how i would like it um you kind of give the the opponent the opportunity to choose you know which one you want to go after um if they go after the center pieces you know my little drones then i that's kind of preferred scenario because then it leaves my two strongest ships perfect condition by the end of the game um but you know if they decide to go after grievous or django then i have to make the decision of like okay how how long do i keep them in the fight and, how do I protect them? But and then while my other guys are capturing objectives, right, and pinging away at them, essentially. But nice.
2: yeah, I was gonna ask: Did you bother, or at least even care for uh, testing out Cad Bane? Because Cad Bane is another one of those CIS pieces that we're seeing a lot of people play now that the Rogue class is out. He's also five points, so he's you know interchangeable with Grievous. And you could easily drop um, like your bomber and one of your vultures for Cad. And I know a lot of people have been flying Django, Cad, Grievous, and a vulture. So, did you ever test out Cad Bane, or did you try them and just not like them?
3: Uh, no, I haven't. Um, I just don't have them. Um, again, I'm a, I'm a new CIS initiate, so I just I'm slowly building up the collection. Um, so, I haven't tried them.
2: That's that's
0: fair. Hopefully, with your winnings, you can get yourself a Cad Bane. Then look at that. Hey, yeah. (laughs) All right. Well, like I said, I think that's, I like this take on the list. This is similar outside of the Lone Wolf thing. This is kind of similar to what I have been running. I've been running what Crispy was saying with the Cad Bane in it. And unless, like, if you watch the Nickel City stream that I was on, uh, and Z95's one shotted my Cad Bane. Um, You know, there you go. That in this case, this probably works better because you can't if you one shot them, it's 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 not as impactful. I don't think as losing Cad Bane because Cad Bane is is the really important piece to lose in that list. But all right. So let's move on to our runner up was Curtis. Um, I don't know how to say the last name, so JJ, you're you can take this as SWAT. yeah. As well.
1: Curtis Bedovich, uh, running the Rebel Lions here. He has Lea Organa in the YT 1300 with Shattering Shot, Bistan, Base Malbus, Ursa Ren, uh, Electronic Baffle, and the Millennium Falcon title, Assault Guerrero, with Notorious Jin Ursel, the Child, False Transponder Codes, and Pivot Wing. Uh, Colby Sperado with Predator, R4 Astromech over two modulators, and server motor S-foils. And then Arvel with Predator Crackshot and vectored cannons. Uh, it's a really interesting twist on the Rebel, um, the rebels that we've, we've become accustomed to see uh normally we either we tend to see lando filling that row uh but leia uh, with shattering shot and bistan uh really good and ursa ren of course providing that free target lock if you shoot at her uh that's a nice little um little combo there and the best part of it is that she always has that passive force to help her uh like mod there as well um the other uh change that we see here is colby with over two modulators instead of contraband cybernetics uh, that uh, i think that makes him a little more survivable uh, just giving him those three calculates uh, if he's not stressed and that helps him get into the scrum and possibly tank a few more shots than usual and then Arbol, um is a very underrated a-wing uh, we tend to see a lot other ships other than horrible but having that predator crack shot combo um, you can still bump a ship at range one treat it like a range one shot you get your full mods for uh, like your focus, your predator, and then you get to crack shot somebody um, because you can treat that range 0 shot as a uh, range 1, and you can punch in some damage there. Uh, so Arvel uh, is a very, very nice piece in this list.
0: Does Arvel get the ability when they shoot back at you? Is it range 0 or range 1? Yes.
1: Yes. Arvel is the one that can treat the the shot at range 1. The opponent cannot do that. They still okay. treat it as range 0. Yeah. So that's good.
0: Yeah, I'm surprised we haven't seen more Arvel play honestly Mm -hmm. yeah thank you imagine if intimidation
1: was there Mm. oh right exactly (laughs) Uh,
0: nickel city x-wing where where's who's who's on my team velvet buddha how are we going to get somebody to run arville with intimidation that's what that's what i want to see this week are we playing team havoc this week or no no we have team
1: fox we got
0: team
2: fox okay
1: and we got a hell of a matchup we got crispy versus Catherine. Oh. On on oh, yeah. that match that's going to be a highlight match right there, man.
2: Yeah, it's first order versus M- uh, Empire for uh, I believe it's salvage. So, yeah, should yep. be a
0: really good match. All right. Um. So the next list is Brian Shaw. Does anybody want to take it?
2: Yeah. I'll t- um. Actually, uh, Jake's my friend, so I'll take the next one. Uh, someone else can take Brian.
0: George, you want to lead the, the next list off, or do you want us to? <coughs> yeah,
1: go for it, because I actually don't have the list off. Sure. <laughs> okay. so, no worries. Uh, so uh, this one is uh, Galactic Republicus there. We have Hound with the Lats. He has Concussion Missiles, Quirky Kreese, Wolfpack, Seventh Fleet Gunner, and Synchronized Console. Uh, Jag with Enduring, Seventh Fleet Gunner, and Synchronized Console. Wolf in the Arc, 170 with Seventh Fleet Gunner, R7A7, and Synchronized Console. And then Enduring with Seventh Fleet Gunner, and Synchronized Console. He was actually on our stream uh, for round one playing against uh, Kayla. Uh, that was actually a really close match, but man, this is a ton, a ton of health um the the interesting synergy with this one is jag jag i think is the the key part of this particular piece here because the way he flew it uh jag was always having his friendlies next to him on the sides even when he was going on the diagonal so if you decide to either attack the lat which was leading the way um, or try to go after Wolf, which is further down. Jag would be in range to get a free target lock on that uh, on that attacker, and then when it came time for him to engage, he had that double mod um, on him. And if he decided to attack him, he had enduring, which would give him the red focus, um, and and still be able to shoot mods and have the lat provide him the um, the rerolls. And then those seventh fleet gunners boosting their attack dice to four. They were basically all proton torpedo shots almost, basically. Um, So it was very, very strong. He did get that that initial one in the beginning um, and was really strong. It was good.
0: So I got a quick question for George. Do you fly any – what is your main faction if you're just getting into CIS?
3: Um, Rebels. Rebels? Yeah.
0: So you and JJ are little buddies there, huh? (laughs)
1: <laughs> i play everything bro I play everything.
3: well that's what i have the most stuff you know that's when i first started uh, playing x-wing um before 2.0 so 1.0 all my 1.0 stuff got converted and yeah i've just been playing rebels but uh, lately i've just kind of been burnt out of them and just looking for something new basically
0: well, well welcome to seppies all yeah. right <laughs> let's go to the next one i i will say for that list i like that sync synchronized console on that i really do genuinely enjoy that piece of it so
3: um to to kind of add um my final match was with brian and it it was a tough it was another one of those that was really close and it came down to the last round because we were both uh pretty much i want to say well close enough it was like 14 to 10 on the last round but i think that's a pretty interesting list he flew it very well and definitely deserved to be up in the top the way that he was you know flying them together and just I think there's just way too much going on with like uh, remembering triggers and things like that, that by the end of the day, I think it was like taking a toll on him and he was starting to forget some things and it was just, yeah, a rough one there for him.
0: Yeah. It makes sense that there is a, a ton of triggers on those Republic lists. <laughs> yeah. Um, I do like seeing three arcs. though. So, I mean, that's, 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 yeah. that's, a, that's a cool variation. I think, you know, like, And we we talk about, like, is the meta solved, is the meta not solved, blah, 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 blah. There isn't really a piece of the solo outside of that lat. And even his lat has a very unique upgrade on it that we've not seen hit top cut at all. So, All right, Crispy, you want the next one?
2: Yeah, so this is uh, Jake Stello, one of my boys from Viper Squadron. Very happy that they made top four. He is flying the Empire. He's got the dreaded Vader Defender with Malice, Juke, and Heavy Laser Cannon. He has a pair of ISB Jingoists with Deadman Switch. He has Wampa with Disciplined. And then to round out his list, he has Duchess with Trickshot, Elusive, Skill Bombardier, proximity mines and targeting computer so very fun very uh very offensive list for um just a three uh sorry five ship empire list uh you've got vader in there um but you don't have your traditional tie swarm with Iden uh and a bunch of ties you have duchess in there instead um with uh, a whole bunch of nasty stuff with the targeting computer, so you can't really afford to leave her alone. And then she has these skilled bombardier proximity mines. Uh, who knew that putting skilled bombardier on of the proximity mines will actually land you a ton of really well-placed mines? So uh, this is a scary list. He actually played me, um, I think, last Thursday in our store, and he almost beat me. Like He was just about a turn away from beating me. So he's a very good pilot. Uh, he knows this list, and I'm very happy to see him go three and one and take top four.
0: Yeah, I think the big, the weird thing on there is that discipline on on Wampa. I mean, I get it. I understand why people do it, but like, th- like I I don't know. That's not the that's I mean, not the one I put on there. But
2: I mean, so so what would you put then?
0: I usually put elusive on Wampa. I like my elusive on Wampa better. Um. Just so that it forces you. So the goal is to keep Wampa around as long as possible. If because everyone wants to shoot him, because if otherwise he gets three dice, he's like the one three dice Tie Fighter that you have to shoot at. So it's like a force shot. So give me my elusive, and then I'm just going to catch cage- or er, the next round if I can behind you and re-trigger that elusive. So,
2: well, you can afford to put like one shot a turn into Wampa. You don't need to necessarily take him off the board. Those Jingoists will be in your face and they will be a problem. And you don't yeah. even want to deal with them because um, they've got those dead man Switch. I mean, those Jingoists for two points are insane value. Yeah. Um, they're going to go over the everywhere. Oh, they're, yeah, absolutely.
0: They're not going to keep those at two points any longer. I guarantee no. that one. Which is fine. I think at three points, I would still fly them, personally. I still think the value in them. Um, I actually flew against... Um, a jingoist list this weekend, too. <laughs> and it, it, they're a pain in the ass, because if you don't shoot them and take them off the board, they're constantly giving you stupid freaking strain every time. Every time.
1: Yeah, Yeah. absolutely.
0: Alright. The next list is Dennis Underwood, also running a Galactic Empire list with Nashwin Rider Homing Missiles, Targeting Computer, and sensitive control captain Fairoff with the child and discipline commander gorat with a shield upgrade sensitive controls wampa with predator pure Sabak with disciplined skilled bombardier and seismics and then a black ace with disciplined
1: yeah so he was actually um uh, the opponent for George on the stream there. Um, definitely a really interesting list. Um, very similar to the one that we saw above in terms of like, you know, the having those extra ties and a striker to help it out. Um, I did like the, the inclusion of having Farof with the child's, uh, Faroff's ability, giving him that, um, that evade all the time, basically. Um, so it does give him that passive force that you can use on offense when he needs it. And if he takes a shot back, he's going to end up getting, the um the the force back with the child if he takes damage and he's also gonna get that free of eight all the time and if they take a target lock on him he's still okay he's got the rest of the of the um the ships on his list that can do some pretty good work on there uh goron and nash rider a great combo and those tie interceptors they um they can keep everybody else alive and give out tokens whenever you need to and it's a, a, a very strong list, I would say. Um, on the game downstream stream that he had against George, he did have a, a, a few unfortunate bumps that, yeah, that did kind of mess him up in the beginning. Um, but if he didn't have that, I think it would have been a much more difficult de- game for George uh, to start off. Yeah.
0: And it, were some of those bumps due to in person play rather than like our persistent, our precision engine on TTS, <laughs>
1: right? Because, yeah, I-, I would say that. Yep. <laughs>
0: yeah because uh, you just you just like just that in tts you can match the your ties up to be exact right but on the table that's almost impossible to do yeah yeah.
3: Exactly. yeah absolutely um and it was close too it was very very close um when he was trying to you know get the fit in the ship there without bumping i thought he had it but yeah apparently yeah just a little nub made a difference
1: yeah. And I think, too, it's just like because um, as I remember, when he started off your game, right, like he had uh, some of the, the tiny interceptors facing down, like uh, mm-hmm. facing vertically instead of horizontally, and then he would turn them in. So that way they can kind of give space for everybody else to get in front. But that um, he just didn't measure it enough. And that's what caused those bumps. So, yeah.
0: Yep. And that was um. so when I, this weekend when I played as well, we. I played against a, a, a tie, a semi tie sworn, similar to that, right? Um, they had Nash and Goron, and then um, a bunch of Tie Fighters instead. And um, once you get one bump on a Tie Fighter, you get bumps on all of them. And there's more damage. done. Yeah. The the. the the person did more damage to themselves <laughs> than I had to to the thighs. So, for some of them, it's like, oh, I don't want to shoot Aiden because iden has got that stupid, you know, Aiden ability and, you know, she's going to use it on somebody. And, oh, you just took damage. You can't, you can't change that.
1: Like, so to my, to my knowledge, he only caused one damage to himself in the bumps, right?
0: That's great yeah. for him then. Yeah. He, he had like five
1: <laughs> bumps and rolled like, like four blanks. Like, <laughs> I was like, wow, okay. Mm-hmm. So, yeah.
0: All right. The next one is Ryan Milkman Costello, and is that Jake's mm-hmm. brother?
2: That that is Jake's twin brother. They are two peas in a pod. Milkman is one of my best friends. Uh, I mean, Jake and Ryan, I both met in uh, scouting, and then I brought both of them into X Wing. So nice. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, honestly, uh, great pair of dudes. Uh, I've known them for probably, oh gosh, seven years? Yeah, Some of my best friends, honestly. Wow. Um, But yeah, so the list that is up on screen is not the list that he ended up running for the event yeah. because um, the combo that he told me about did not actually work the way that That's it right. was intended. So, As you can see, Hawk has Swarm Tactics, Ghost Company, Bo-Katan, and Clone Commander Cody. Anakin in the Y-Wing has Heightened Perception, Ion Cannon Turret, Proton Torpedoes, R4 Astromech, and Synchronized Console. Uh, Oddball has Ion Cannon Turret, Plasma Torpedoes, R4 Astromech, and Synchronized Console. And then Shakti has Heightened Perception, Patience, Swarm Tactics, Ion Cannon, and R4P. So what happened was Milkman assumed that when heightened perception makes you engage at I-7, that your initiative is treated as seven. So the plan was Shock T uses heightened perception to go up to seven, then uses Swarm Tactics to pass that seven to Hawk, who then uses Swarm Tactics to pass that seven to Oddball, and then Anakin goes up to seven himself so, all four of his ships could supposedly engage at I7 and take an ace or any ship off the board. Uh, however, engaging at I7 is not the same as having your initiative as, as I7. So, he quickly messed around with his cards before the tournament. Um, swarm tactics on Hawk became enduring, and Swarm Ooh. tactics on Shock T became crack shot. Everything else stayed the same. Uh, mm-hmm. It wasn't as effective, but Hawk being able to double-tap with Ghost Company and then use Clone Commander Cody to pass out Strains still helped shock T's, uh Ion Cannon later in the round. Mm-hmm. And then the Y-Wings are just there to um, use their Ion Cannon turret, use their torpedoes, and his final game was on stream, a Nail Biter. Yeah. Um, Honestly, I I was I was very impressed. He took down a, a very impressive Vader Defender Plus, TIE Swarm. and I mean this this is a great list. Even if it didn't work exactly as he intended to, walking into the store, uh, he still made a great effort, and I believe he went three and one. So
1: very happy yeah. for him. Yeah, and and just to kind of commentate on that a bit um, because it, it was um, he did ask about it at the beginning of the tournament. Um, and Andrew did inform him of the um, of the interaction uh, didn't work the way that he, he wanted to, so I did allow him to change his list right uh, there at the tournament there. Um, at the end of the final round there, the players tied, um, and because of the way we had the tournament uh, set up, I did uh, make the t- decision as a TO that I would not allow a tie to happen, so I had both players uh, do a road roll, which I felt was the most fairest, Um, So that way we can determine a winner between the two um, at the end there Uh, Ryan did end up uh, winning uh, that road roll and gave him the the victory at the end there Uh, But uh, both players in that final match both Michael and Ryan uh, That was a a very intense match. It it went back and forth right into the end Um, It was a a great uh, finale for that tournament
0: Awesome, all right, let's go on to Ben Shoop is the next one and it is a Rebel List with Dutch Teflons and Proton Torpedoes in the <laughs> Y-Wing. Luke with the S-Foils, Instinctive Aim, Debris Gambit, Protons, R4. Then Thane Kyle with uh, Protons and R4. And Gavin, Garvin Dreas with Protons, R4, and Predator. And I believe Ben is... I don't. I guess I don't know. Is Bearded Squadron a podcast or is it like a local X-wing group? But <laughs> I, I believe this finger. is your teammate, correct?
3: Yeah, yeah. So we're we're local. Um, we consider ourselves a local team. So yeah, that's basically it. We don't we do no, we don't have a podcast or anything like that. Just uh, practice and do league nights and all that. Which credit to these guys, by the way. Um, they're the reasons why I got to where I was with all the practice that they've allowed me to do. <laughs> <laughs>
0: So you want to, ex- uh, George? You want to break down, you know, Ben's list and kind of talk a little bit about it, since you probably have a little bit more intimate knowledge. Three proton torpedo, four proton torpedoes seems pretty, uh, pretty aggressive yeah. list.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Why not? When you got uh, Dutch giving away some free target locks as well, uh, you just it's just natural. I think this is pretty uh, kind of self-explanatory, uh, with the just the sharing of abilities really target locks passing and, and then, you know, uh, Garvin with his uh, ability as well with the focus. So it's cool. pretty strong. Yeah. I yeah. The only
0: thing I would ask is, is is there a reason um, with I, with Dutch and the protons? Like, I like proton torpedoes, but um, I, I guess it's just to finish everything off, right? I guess that's just what it is. It just sucks because you don't get the R4, or I'm sorry, R3 astromech anymore with Dutch. We you used yeah. to be able to put R three and and protons on Dutch and it would just be the best thing ever, but they don't they don't like that anymore.
1: I am yeah. interested to see if um, how often he was able to trigger Thane's ability uh, to spend a focus result, like if he happened to just re-roll um, and have no focus mods, if he just spent like a focus result to flip a, a damage card on an opponent, and if it was um, if it was sh- like good enough to like trigger direct hit or like a structural damage, for instance, um, and uh, and see if how, how effective that was in this list.
3: That is a good question. I'll, I'll ask him.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. All right. Our last list is Kenny Fitcher <laughs> in the Rebel Alliance. Who wants it? JJ, I'm giving it yeah, to I'll you. Yeah, I'll take it. There yeah.
1: So uh, an, uh, another Rebel Alliance list here. We have Wedge Antilles here with uh, the Foils Trick Shot Elusive. And Proton Torpedoes, Colby Sperado with R4, Contraband Cybernetics, and Hopeful. Uh, Luke Skywalker with R3, Shattering Shot, Trick Shot, and Proton Torpedoes. And Lee Vantenza making an appearance here with R4, Astromech, Contraband Cybernetics, and Hopeful. And if I'm not mistaken, Lee Vantenza is the um, the boosty boosty X-Wing, if I'm not mistaken.
3: Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah, so I Colby does the foil flipping and Levan gets an evade for doing something. Yeah, we get the boost. evade for
1: the boost or barrel roll. That's right. That's right. Mm, yep. Interesting. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and I, I like this list. I mean, it's kind of cool to see four X-Wings in a list, right? I mean, it, just, it really is nice to see four X-Wings in a list. It would not be possible except for AMG said, hey, Luke's no longer seven points anymore.
1: Yeah, yeah, right.
2: <laughs> and I mean, you got a couple of those named ones at four, so now you're running four named X-wings rather than trying to, you know, shove a Cavern Angel Zealot in there in order to squeeze Luke or another pilot in there. You're getting four pilots that you can, uh, uh, that you can call out and you can rely on.
0: Yeah, and I like that. If we're gonna, if we are going to do this, I really do like being able to have the four names in there, um, personally wasn't John running four cavern zealots and Nora yeah. Wexley for a yeah. while? He was, yeah. Yeah.
3: In the Y Wing or the yeah. No
0: in the Y Wing, Yeah, Y yes.
1: Wing Nora, yeah.
0: <laughs> y Wing Nora with uh I don't know if he had an Ion Cannon or a Dorsal Turret most of the time, and then he had um was it Watchful Astromech that was on there? Yeah. yeah. Like, if you went after uh Nora instead of the instead of the uh uh, instead of the cavern angels like she lived forever <laughs> and that's that why why she just never dies and then if you went after the cavern angels nora is just shooting you with a, her ion cannon it's like oh hey who who doesn't want to move next round
1: yeah exactly
0: <laughs> that was one point or two point days so not uh, currentless so all right so let's th- before before we move on to something else what is everybody's take feeling about the tournament Pros, cons, was there something that could have done, been done better? Um, and, and don't be afraid to share because um, anybody that wears a Giants hat has had to at least make one or two mistakes <laughs> this weekend. I guarantee it. Um, so, um, But, but, but George, George, so you're our first winner officially. Like, you get to be, like, if we ever get a webpage, your face is going on, like, the public display webpage of the first <laughs> official uh, tournament winner for um, PPS – Um, How does that make you feel?
3: I'm making history here, baby. That's (laughs) how I feel. (laughs) (laughs) No, it feels great. Um, You know, my my biggest takeaway from the weekend is that everybody, um, so many faces that I hadn't seen in a long time, obviously because of the whole COVID thing that happened, stores just began to slow down um, to hold, like, barely any events, if any. So we're very fortunate to have just such a great community um, all gathered, uh, in central Florida, um, from different parts, you know, the, the West coast up North, um, down South as well. And what I really like, uh, is just all the different teams coming all yeah. at once. We had vipers sc- squadron there, just kind of teaming up, uh, the, the space coast, uh, yeah. X-wing group, um, bearded of course. And it's just great seeing just everybody, just having a friendly competition with one another and uh, rooting for uh, their teammates as well.
0: Awesome. Well, big shout out to JJ. Thank you for putting all the effort into uh, putting this on for our first tournament, even though you couldn't seem to get enough money to get me down there to make fun of you
1: on there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no worries. It was, it was definitely a great event. Uh big thank you actually to George. Um He, he, I can't praise him enough. He actually helped me. Uh, get this tournament started he was a big help for me uh starting off in the beginning to uh, set relationships with the store um, kind of give me a, a, a good idea how to set up this particular event and uh, helping me out with uh, getting um, a lot of the stuff uh, the orders in that we needed for like the OP kit that we used um, and then uh, just uh, just organizing uh, a lot of the locals to help bring in mats that was very very much appreciated to everybody who did bring in mats to make sure that everybody had uh, a mats play on when we were playing during the event that was very huge had a lot of players come in early before the registration started to put the tables together. Although FLGS, I got to give it to them. They did a phenomenal job of cleaning up the, the area and uh, giving us a set space for us to play that event and still leaving a bunch of tables open for anybody who wanted to come in and run their own games on the side. Um, that was a big shout-out to them. They, they did a phenomenal job of preparing the store for us. And then also uh, Dion from, from Gold Squadron, uh, a special note for him. Um, I got to say, I have a new level of respect for anybody who does any type of in-person streaming. It is not easy at all uh, to do what he does. Just the amount of equipment that that man has to lag, lug around and set up and, and like calibrate constantly um like that that is not easy what he does and the fact that he was able to come down and stream our event uh definitely feel very humbled that he was able to do that for us and we had a great time there uh at the store uh just mirroring what george said there was a lot of people that i had not seen since the 2019 regional event uh over in melbourne uh where where we had the last big event um here in central florida Um, it was great to see a lot of people from space coast uh to that had come up here to come play and uh just speaking with them after the event uh just just had a chance to catch up with them a lot of the players over there had um basically their extreme scene kind of disappear over time since covid and uh they they don't have um like stores that in the area that they can actually run events like this or i have enough people that would come in to do an event like this and i think that now more than ever we need uh as the x-wing community this is this is the types of events that we need to have you know um if we whether it be here or in any other state, you know if you're if you're looking to try to um to set up events to revive the community reach out you know uh reach out to some of the bigger podcasts uh, try to communicate with all their like smaller like teams from different places get together hold these events uh i could tell you while we were playing there was a slew of people coming in they uh they would stop they would take a look at x-wing and they were like interested in the game they were looking at it asking questions how does this play and we're generating interest from people that have never seen x-wing before and they were interested in the game because we were having fun and if we display that as a group as a community showing that we're having fun gathering as a group like this the game is gonna grow again and we're gonna have a lot of fun down, down, down the line
0: yeah, and I think that's the big thing here, right, is if, if we don't work towards continuing to grow in-person X-Wing. Like, I love online X-Wing, don't get me wrong, but being able to put ships on the table again is just so much uh, It's so much more fun. And the challenge of being able to arc shooting, you know, the arc shoots and, you know, not hitting obstacles because you're not as accurate as you are in TTS, it, it's... Yeah. It's so much, so much more fun. So, well, thank you, Jorge, so much for um, you know joining us. I do want to kind of transition into there was a local Michigan tournament as well this weekend. I did not attend it, um, out of respect for our group's um, X-wing tournament, but um, there was a secondary tournament that happened over at Eternal Games. And I don't know, are getting come up. Maybe it's going to come up. Maybe it won't. There it goes. All right. So they had a 12-person tournament, and I'm not going to go through a lot of the different lists. Um, I just thought it would be fun to kind of highlight it. They did have some prize support there as well. If you live in Michigan, as a group, we are working. Um, Ryan Staniszewski from GSP has been working on trying to get um, you know, all of them in some sort of a calendar. So that everybody knows. And the goal is is to try to put two turn- like semi-tournament style um, events in Michigan every month. That way you, people will have time to practice. It'll get you ready to go to some of the major events that are coming up here in the next two to three months. Um, so the reason I wanted to go through a couple of lists here real quick is because I've never seen this Rebel list ran at all. And so maybe somebody wants to I'm going to JJ, you can read it and then we can kind of break it down and talk through some of that and kind of go from there, because it seems like a pretty unique list that I've not heard of before.
1: Uh, so, wow, Sean. Uh, yeah, nice. Uh, so Sean Sweeney or uh, running this particular rebel list, it is Dutch Vander with tear belly run, dorsal turret, ion torpedoes, concussion missiles and munitions failsafe Horton Psalm with selfless dorsal turret, ion torpedoes, concussion missiles, and munitions failsafe. Colby Sparato with elusive R4 FTC. Uh, Saul Guerrera with notorious K2SO, Ursa Ren, and false champs codes, And then Iron Kraken with elusive and plasma torpedoes. Um, very interesting list. Yeah.
0: All right. So break it down, guys. I don't play Rebels, so... To, this is all, like, foreign to me. Like, I get Colby. I understand what Colby does. And I get Krakens there at an I-5 to try to strip um, shields and then give an action to somebody else. But I don't get why we would take the rest of this list and why he was the only 3-0 three, three and o player this weekend.
2: Well, right now, just looking at it, it seems like it's just taken a lot of Rebel, what I call just good stuff where it's good value ships that can seemingly fly in formation. So everyone just kind of sits in a ball, and they go off, they run for it, and there's not generally a great target for you to go after. Um, Kraken's got Elusive, and he's probably going to be focusing every turn with help from Dutch to get those Plasma Torpedoes um, going off. Uh, Horton already has free rerolls by himself with his pilot ability. Uh, Dutch is providing locks. You've got Sagarera out there with Notorious, K2, and Ursa. That is not a ship you want to be shooting at early on. Uh, I mean, Horton's got selfless, so he's going to be drawing fire. And then I see in this list, I don't, I don't know how Sean flies this, but it would seem to me that the rest of the list. Uh, flies in itself and then colby is kind of off on the other flank just as a threat that you can't ignore just in case you put your entire forces into a single um you put all of your forces into a single box and the opponent puts all of their forces towards that you at least have some kind of flanking ship uh colby has that you know focus and the boost that they can do reliably every turn uh thanks to his pilot ability Um, So, for me, it's just looking at this is going to be a very hard-hitting rebel list. It may not put up a lot of defense. Those Y-Wings do seem like they would fall early because there's nothing else around them to protect them. Um, I mean, Kraken's going to have his uh, action to hand out some extra stuff. So... I could, I could see maybe giving a focus token to Dutch or something to protect themselves. Otherwise, I don't see why this would stand out among other rebel lists. It's just there are a lot of munitions, a lot of three-die attacks. Um, but at the end of the day, there's a pair of Y-wings in there, and if you focus on those, those could quickly go down.
1: So I think the 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 one sleeper tech that we have on here is selfless on Horton Psalm. So uh, this kind of leans into an old rebel archetype where you're able to share damage um, across the list, and that works very very well with Saul Guerrera. So if you're it, it, typically in this particular list, uh, you would put Saw as your front runner because you want to make sure that he absorbs the shots. Um, Horton, as long as he's long in that firing arc, he can absorb one crit onto a ship. Um, to help keep um, Saul's health, you know, kind of high enough to the point where he can lose a hull, and then he has his own passive mods, and also give out a notorious strain to help the rest of the list, um, like, pounce on that particular target there. Now, Saul's ability uh, a, basically gives a reroll to his friendlies at range 2, um, that uh, or up to range 2, that as if they're damaged, meaning they have a hull damage on their ship, they get a passive mod um, for reroll on offense for this thing. So this is basically an, um uh an enduring type list. It has a lot of health that if you start punching into it and you don't eliminate a ship immediately, this is going to hit you back harder because even if you jam it, it's going to have rerolls available to it, even if it doesn't have the ammunitions. Um, Horton's ability does trigger uh, whenever it has another friendly ship at close range, at range one of uh, (laughs) of an enemy. So he'll have that reroll on top of whatever... Uh, re-rolls he may have through Saul. Uh, Iron Kraken can help at initiative five uh, when he engages to provide either a target lock or focus for a ship that's at initiative four that may not have had that. So when he engages, um, if uh, if he hits uh, or after he does his um, his attack, he can actually trigger that target lock for Dutch at that point, which will open up the rest of the, the other ships that have ordnance to shoot at initiative four now that Um, that would have that target in that arc uh, or at least in range that they didn't have previously before it at that time. So it's um, I I can definitely see how he was trying to build that list. It was nice.
0: Yeah. And I think the big thing right with, with it is the extra rerolls, right? So we talk about Mm -hmm. the lat hound, this list provides rerolls for fucking days, you know, Horton gets them based on who's close saw, Gets to basically say anybody that's damaged gets rerolls, so it's like it's kind of like a fire control system to some extent. Once you become damaged, so um, yeah, and and yeah, and then with Ursaren doing Ursaren things, you know, like uh, crazy. So anyway, I I i I'm not. We're not gonna go through all the lists in this tournament because it really like a lot of them are the same. But I just felt this list was unique enough, and yes, Sean's a, a friend of mine. So, um, yeah. Or at least I <laughs> think he's a friend of mine. He may not consider me a friend, but um, he's one of my locals. And I was very excited to actually see him use this list because um, I've watched him play it at the locals um, and just kind of like, like, oh, that's kind of a weird, crazy, yeah. insane list. And to see him actually take it to a 3-0 um, is is pretty cool i really lo- i really think that's a pretty pretty cool thing
1: so i am interested in uh, the next list and peter rose i actually played him in kyber um he was one of my losses uh i see a bunch of black Squatch and ace tie fighters on the list like that's i i don't think i've seen that in 2.5 as of yet <laughs>
0: it's 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 that discipline piece that's why yeah because exactly. for two that's points you can take discipline everybody gets target locks um I don't know.
1: So two Reapers and then four black squadrons. No, five black squadrons and womp on top of that. That's yeah. that's nice. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's an eight ship list there, folks, in Empire. That's that's what eats Seppies. There you go.
1: Oh yeah, all day.
2: Gar Saxon. <laughs> oh yes, what a beautiful card. Yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah I liked I like this list too. I've seen this list um played as well um on stream. So Nice. All right, let's talk XCC. Let's talk XCC. And I should probably go all the way back at the top. So, Team Austria was able to have a week off, and 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 Crispy, you're on vacation this week, so now I have no idea what the hell is going on because you're on vacation. You somehow have to play this week. JJ may have to play. We don't know. Maybe JJ will fill in for you this week. We'll see. I don't. We'll know.
2: see. Yeah, I don't know. we do have. We have uh subs for a reason. Um. And so right now, I mean, we haven't determined our matchups yet. Um, I would like to play um, because that's kind of why I signed up. But I'm perfectly fine letting either of our fine substitutes take my place. Um, I mean, we are going up against Pirates, so we need uh, every win we can get. Uh, Unfortunately, we did lose our first week. Um, That was... uh, that was, rough. that was a tough loss. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. Um, we were, I think, kind of expected by the community to win that. And this is, I think, the agreed upon pot of death. So losing something early um, does hurt our chances of making it uh, out of the group stage. But I am still confident in our team. We are looking uh, very, very strong going into this uh, Pirates team. And as long as we're firing on all all cylinders and we get a good matchup here, uh, we should be all right. Hopefully we don't have to bust, you know, that many people. I think, I think busting just one player should be good enough. Otherwise
0: we're all right. So quick question for XC, especially for those who are not part of the XCC piece here. Right. Um, so how many wins do you need to be guaranteed to move on? Is it two or is it three? I believe it's three to guarantee. Okay. So the Philippines is set. The, the My my assumption is the Philippines will be playing England this week.
2: Uh, that is correct. I believe France is on a bye.
0: Yep. Because France yeah, has the right. most launches. So my assumption is they get the bye this week. Yep. Um. So yeah, so Team Austria, you have to take it out for the Pirates. You have to. You cannot slack this week because, because coming back from two losses and having to win three, we all know the statistics. And I don't know where I, I see Greg in the chat. Maybe Greg wants to tell me the statistics of how many how how many baseball games do you get when you go down two games at the beginning of the series, um. Actually, come back to win or hockey, I guess both are really the same. Um, I, I'm pretty sure that probability is pretty low, so
1: yeah, we definitely have a, a tough matchup this week. Pirates, a uh, team Pirates, has definitely a, a solid group of players over there. Um, actually, Andrew Pym is actually one of their players on their team over there. Uh, but uh, yeah, we also have to contend with a um, a lot of uh, good lists on their end that they've had so far. And, uh, we'll we'll see what the matchups will be. Uh, we'll actually schedule to do our matchups tomorrow afternoon our time uh, with um, with team Pirates so we'll get to see what the matchups are going to look like uh, for this week's uh, this week's line. all
0: right in group A it looks like Spain is in the lead for with two wins. the Czech Republic has a win loss. Wales and Malaysia tied somehow i don't how how is that gonna work right like that's <laughs> crazy to me
2: I, yeah a tie is
0: a tie
1: yeah i i don't know how or why ties would exist here because they they kind of affect you even more negatively i think than a loss um but yeah i mean we'll we'll see how that plays out at the end
0: okay because to me that just seems crazy You know, here. So South Africa is still in it, but Malaysia is basically in that France category there, with a a loss and a tie.
1: Yeah, Um, and uh, Greg reporting that Wales did win uh, earlier today on his stream, uh, right before we aired. Uh, So yeah,
0: awesome. All right, in Group B, Germany. See, see, this one must not have all the stuff reported in
1: here. Slowly, they'll they'll slowly get it.
0: Yeah, because they have 12 points, 12 and 18. I don't know. I don't I think this one is not complete. B group B is not complete yet, complete yet. So um next we have group C. USA solidly on top again with two wins. Uh Canada with one. I am guessing uh this week Canada is gonna be paired with either Hungary or the USA.
1: I think they're paired with Team USA this week. Canada
2: okay. is against uh US this week.
0: All right, so good. We get to see which which America is the better America in this group. Which
1: which North Americans are better than? <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> I don't consider North Americans. I consider uh Canada like the I don't know the upper upper Americans. There you go. <laughs> so that's going to be an interesting um that'll be an interesting matchup and if anybody wants to f- tell them they can uh, happily uh let me know I'll happily stream and it, uh, any and every team USA versus Canada stream just because of the competitive piece of it and george you're welcome to come commentate with me this week cuz jj never wants to do it so if your work <laughs> schedule works out better and you want to come commentate with me this week you're you're welcome to um we could get we could we could talk trash about canada and the usa that's what that's what Ooh. i say
3: I don't
0: know. (laughs) All right. The last group, um, which this one is Ireland and Norway on top with double wins all around. That seems pretty good to me right there. Um, Yeah. So I'm assuming Ireland is, and it says all Ireland, which is hilarious. Um, (laughs) Ireland and Norway are playing each other. I'm assuming this week. Is that correct?
1: I believe so. I think they have been paired. Yeah.
0: Okay. So, we we uh, you know what? I'm going to go right now to the stream sheet because I believe there was an Ireland game. I'm going to have to figure out how to take my lunch at 2 o'clock on Thursday so that I can stream what some more <laughs> games. Like, I think I'm just going to, maybe I'll just, maybe I'll live in the 6 a.m. to 2 a.m. world for work this week and then be able to stream their games.
1: Yeah, that's right.
0: the sandy yeah sandy i'm your next ncx match we haven't committed to a time we're probably doing it wednesday um if greg doesn't air then jj's gonna air our game which he doesn't know about but he just signed up for it so
1: yeah uh thanks appreciate it
0: (laughs) (laughs) So, all right all right folks so i i think with the xcc thing i think it's very interesting i'm very excited to see uh it go down hopefully this week um and and if you play in XCC can you encourage your teammates to please put your bloody things in the schedule we <laughs> yeah. like to stream a lot of the time except for um in fairness we don't probably like to stream on I couldn't stream Saturday against my own stream like I just couldn't compete with the own because we were hosting a showdown so I couldn't take any games on Saturday because I didn't want to compete with the own and take viewers away from um him streaming our our tournament this weekend. So, but with that being said, let's go ahead and wrap up for the night. Uh, any, any last words, um, George on your amazing victory over, um, everybody else just crushing them with that CIS list.
3: (laughs) Uh, really just thank, uh, JJ for, you know, kind of being in charge of all of that and, uh, handling a great, great event. Um, Everything went smoothly all the rounds, like just played out smoothly. Um, I got to thank my team, of course, spirit squadron for uh, helping me out again, practicing doing what we do every Wednesday night. And uh, if you're not already a part and you're uh, of the group and you are living in the local Orlando area, then join our Orlando X-Wing group on Facebook. That way you'll stay in touch with us, be a part of our community and yeah. Yeah. Share all the great news.
0: Can't, can't speak.
2: Yeah, uh, I'm very happy for you, George. Congrats, uh, you deserve it for all the work that you've put in uh, at the store. Uh, I we all appreciate you. you've been our to there for quite some time, and to see you uh play and get the recognition you deserve because you are a hell of a pilot, uh, it's very nice. I it was unfortunate that I was not there, I did ask my parents if I could either join them late in the vacation just so I would uh be able to show up. I am very disappointed that not a single first order list showed yes. up. Yes. Even though I have showed the world that the first order is probably the strongest faction right now. Just in terms of what we've got. Um not a single first order list.
1: To um, be fair, you, is- you probably bought up all the first order stock and that's why nobody was oh, able to bring no, it. no no and no, no. yeah I mean I did take a look at the stock. There's not a lot left. That's for sure. (laughs) (laughs) He's probably sitting on, like, six whispers in this case. Like, nobody's gonna buy this. (laughs) (laughs) It's for resale.
0: That's how he's funding his... That's how he's funding his vacation.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I... I won a whole bunch of, like, TIE Fighters and Raffles, so I just have, like, a bunch of, like, TIE foes in, you know, unopened boxes that I've never used, because I only have, like, seven. So... I mean, I I will make a throne of my boxes and I will take a picture of that. Uh, but in the meantime, I'm I've got nothing to say. I'm just focused on NCX and XCC right now, and I'll see if I can even get those matches in. With you know, messing around with family that I haven't seen in a while, and now I'm in a different time zone, and the Wi-Fi here is at least somewhat stable. So there's that. But otherwise, I'm just happy to be here.
0: Love to see you guys. Awesome, JJ. Less, less thoughts, beliefs.
1: What are you going to do this again? I definitely want to do this again. This was a hell of an experience. Um, I definitely am so grateful that I've been able to uh, to see a lot of people uh, again. Uh, big shout out to Carlos Ramirez, uh, the original flight uh, Florida man.
0: Florida um, man. And
1: uh, he just seeing him again after years, years and years. Um, it was great to see him back in the game. Um, there were so many people that had not played since the, right before the pandemic and they're coming back in and they're seeing this game with fresh eyes, uh, getting introduced to scenarios and just um, just hearing their positivity, you know, like enjoying the game um and just enjoying the new fresh content for it i sure the game still needs a lot of work that's there's no doubt about that but it's still great to see people that i used to play with uh competitively come back into the game and uh it, it just makes me it makes it all worth it in the end of, uh, the end of the day you know just seeing everybody come back and just having a great time
0: awesome well, thank you all. It was uh, it was a great hosting. It we will. I don't know if I agree with JJ on the uh, once a year thing. Maybe we'll try to do it twice a year as a planning phase showdown. I guess officially next year it's going to be, or the next one we have is going to be in Michigan. Um, so hopefully uh, JJ and Charles can make it up here for that as well. Um, I do know I'm planning on going to Adepticon this year, whether I get my Worlds ticket or not. Um, mm-hmm. And and I just might play in um our armada tournament if i can't get into the uh x-wing tournament
1: so so you're saying that we might have to start covering a little bit of armada on the podcast too we
0: we might i've been i've been playing armada like (laughs) i i actually like armada um for the concept piece of it better than x-wing to some extent i know that's like kind of heresy to say on on an x-wing podcast but um (laughs) the 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 like when X-wing, and this is why I was not really opposed when X-wing switched to objectives and scenario play, is because like that's what I learned about in Armada, and I like the um, shoot first, move second um, theory behind Armada. Like I really like that, and I love the scenario piece. So I've actually been playing um, some Rebellion campaign in Armada um, with a couple of uh, friends, and and my buddy who's never ever competitively or really played anything is actually joining us um, and he's like, I'm getting him into, I'm trying to sucker him into um, playing X-Wing next. So that's kind of like on my docket of things. He's like, Hey, you're single. You like this. I'm really excited. I'm hoping that you can uh, join me in X-Wing at some point as well. But he really likes the Armada fleet piece of, of this whole thing. So um, I don't know. I like, I I do like Armada. I, I, we will not dedicate the show to do Armada because I am not going to spend money. That's the one tenant of Armada is if you don't own it, I'm not playing it. That's it. But my buddy owns, I don't know everything. So like he owns two of everything for every faction at minimum. And some things he owns like rebels and empire. He owns like, I don't know, tons of stuff for it. So, hey, like, I mean,
1: if they're willing, I mean, it'll be fun to do like a whole rebellion in the rim campaign. That'd be, you know,
0: that's, that's it. what we're doing right now. I think, yeah,
1: I mean, yeah. we could do it over TTS. It'd be great.
2: I, I've i tried to keep up with Armada. Uh, I bought an Interdictor off a buddy of mine for like 15 bucks just so I have a 400-point list. Um, although I do play online with some friends. So if you guys are interested in Armada players, I might be able to sneak in there just because I... Like, you know, I, I want to get, like, I am interested. I do love the big, <laughs> you know, capital pieces. I just yeah. think the Interdictor is a really, really cool ship. Oh, yeah. um, I love the design of it, and I love the looks of it. Um, uh, so now I that know, I'm able to snatch it and put it on the table, I'm I actually know. more interested in Armada.
1: Ben Shoup is actually a, a big Armada player um, and part of a, a Bearded. Uh, so yeah, yeah, I was about
3: to say that. I think he plays or tries to get something going on Friday nights. So I don't know.
2: I have like a single Armada list, so if I'm showing up, it's it's that list.
0: <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah, you know uh, the real reason I liked Armada though was because I got to play Thron. That was why. Oh, like that yes. was it. That was just so yeah. you know, like like when somebody goes, "Hey, do you want to learn how to play Armada?" It's like, "Yeah, not really." And it's like, you know, there's Thron in it. Yes. Okay. Sold. Sold. And you can ask JJ. JJ built me a Thron list that wiped the, ta- <laughs> I wiped the table <laughs> with it. And I've only played four games in my whole life so <laughs> yes. um all right so cool well thank you next week um next week I don't know if there's any tournaments this week oh so oh, the, yes yeah. next GSP. week we will be covering the GSP tournament um JJ are you playing in that next weekend uh
1: I intendedly yes more than likely I will be playing that uh, that tournament um probably using Charles's list that he played on stream uh that'll be what I'm gonna be running I don't know about you what about you
0: I don't know. I don't like getting up at 4 a.m. to play X-Wing. I'll be perfectly honest with you. That's the best time, man. (laughs) No, it's not. You people in your early... I'm not an early riser. I'm not
1: an early riser either, man. I I just don't sleep.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I don't... You you know when I normally go to bed? So last night I went to bed at 3. Friday night I went to bed at 2. So just saying, like, I'll get two to one hours of sleep and then have to get up and play eight hours, eight to ten hours of X-Wing. I don't know.
1: You're a young men. You can
0: do it. I do. I am interested in playing for the pure fact that it is a lower turnout event so far. Um, so not that. So a, it'll be less rounds if there's really that many less people. And um, b, I don't have to play CIS. I actually been thinking about playing um, a different faction um, as oh, well, just okay. because. Um, just because I think it would be fun to branch out in this, and I. Yeah. I don't have anything in the morning
1: to do. So
3: which one is that? Is it resistance?
0: No, it's not resistance. <laughs> it's scum. Oh, OK,
3: OK.
1: We so. got to get George to get on, uh play TTS online, man. join us. <laughs> yeah, yeah hey, you George, you
0: you could join us. We'll happily we'll happily host you versus JJ games every every week if you want.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have to get a, a couple of practice games before I play competitively on TTS for sure.
0: Yeah, well, hey, if we design enough cards, there you go. Like, in enough different abilities, we can have a planning face syndicate, weird-ass, like, tournament playoff. Like, I don't know. Maybe that would be fun. Maybe we should actually do that, JJ. That, that, that's yeah. something we've, we've been talking about. That We did that with um a pilot ability, didn't we? Like, six months ago? I think when you first joined the podcast. I remember. Um, we did something weird. And I had a whole forum. God damn it, I, I should go find that. You gotta
1: go through the archives, yeah. you yep. gotta look through it, yeah.
0: Well, we had thought about doing that where people design their own pilots and different things you want to see in the game based on a ship. You can't design a new ship, but you could design a pilot for a ship. And we did that like six months ago. I should yeah. go call it that. That was, that was a fun segment. We should do that again. Um, And I could get carts built. I can yeah. get them made. So, All right. So thank you all for joining us. What we are going to do, though, is we're going to not sign off but we're going to let anybody that wants to drop, drop JJ and I are going to do a universe extended episode in about five to six minutes. Once I use the restroom and get some more water, Um, we are going to be talking about the Thrawn series book series. So if you have not read it, but you want to know more about Thrawn and why Tanner loves Thrawn more than every other star Wars character that's ever existed in the whole world, join us in our new universe extended series thrawn the books which trilogy will they vomit out of their mouth first with that being said thank you george thank you crispy for joining us tonight you're welcome to both stick around uh, if you want to um if you know the thrawn stuff you're welcome to stick around if not we will be back next week 9 p.m eastern with our regularly scheduled broadcast right here Talking about the GSP qualifier, breaking that down, as well as I have a wanna have a discussion about bluffing and player interaction because I think that's a unique maybe a semi-unique piece to the game that um I wanna have a conversation about. Greg, to answer your question, it will be the first three or the first book series. So it's going to be the first series that we will be talking about tonight. Um, the,
1: to, to be specific, the canon series, not Heir to the Empire and stuff like that. Unfortunately, yeah, We're not going
0: to do we're not doing yeah. the non-canon stuff, yeah. though. That would be fun. But they've changed it enough that it's just we can't do that. So, yeah. All right. Thank you all. We'll see you next week. Or if you want to hang out, we'll be back in about five minutes.